you lord we adore your name lord we praise your name we give you all the praise we give you all the adoration ancient of days as old as you are you remain the same the god of yesterday the god of our fathers the god of abraham the god of david you are the same god today we worship your name we lift up your name we give you praise we give you all the adoration and we exalt your name today. We thank you, God, for the opportunity that you've given unto us today for us to be part of the living. We adore your new spirit of God. I am that I am. We give you all the adoration. Once again, we praise your name and we lift up your name on high. Hallelujah. 
works of efficient God, if not by your grace, if not by your mercy, where will we be today? The opportunity of life given unto us is not because we are the most righteous people on this earth. It is not because we can pray more than all. It is not because you have done something special unto you, God. It is not because we have built a house for you, O God. But it is because your grace, your mercy, your love, your kindness, your kindness have got to us. So all what we are saying today is that, Lord, with our mouth we confess. With our mouth we say, Lord, we appreciate you. We adore your name. If not by your grace, if not by your mercy, if not by your love, if not by your kindness, where would we be? We would have been dead, we would have been gone. But through your love, we are alive today. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is dead. But the gift of life, the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ, is eternal life. Not only on this earth, but in our Lord Jesus Christ. That is the gift you have given unto us. And it is through this gift that we are part of the living today. Once again, we appreciate you, God. We adore your name and we love you, Jesus. died for the sins of the world He didn't die for nothing 
Nina Didi died religiously. Oh, it's coming back again. Jesus died for the sins of the world. He didn't die for nothing. Nina Didi died religiously. Oh, it's coming back again. Prepare for the coming of the Lord of God. Coming for the church we lost with our rainbow. I'm reading something from Psalm 8, verse 1 to the ending. Before we start our segment today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane, I welcome everybody to this hour of prayer. That is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. The Spirit of God is here. The I am that I am is here. And God is about to bless His people. For the coming of the Lord coming for the church we offer. Without rainfall, all we're in a land. Where will you rather be? I'm a rhyme of the night. Where will you rather be? Oh, oh, tell me back again. Where will you rather be? said for the director of music according to Jedi 
a psalm of David, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. In all the earth, you have set your glory above the heavens. God has set his glory above the heavens. From the leagues of children and infants have you ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him? Bible said that what is man that God you are so mindful of him? You are so thoughtful of him. What is man that you love him so much? What is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you are so thoughtful of him? What is man that you care about him so much? What is man that you love him so much? Beloved, God cares about us so much. He loves us so much. So the psalm is written by David said, What is man that you are so mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him, the son of man that God so care about the son of man. What are we? Who are we? That he is so thoughtful, he's so mindful, he's so caring about our life. He loves you, he cares about you, he's so caring, he's so loving, and he's so mindful, he's so careful about you. Mm. Hmm. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You and now we have been crowned with glory and honor. He said, What are we? And he has made us a little lower than the heavenly beings. So we're talking about the heavenly beings. We are talking about the angels of God. We are just a little lower than the angels of God. But even with that, God has made these angels to serve us. So the higher aspect had to do with the fact that they are not mortals, but they are spirit beings. So the Bible says that you made him little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him 
with glory and honor. So we have been crowned with glory. We have been crowned with an honor. What a loving God. What a privilege. What an opportunity that God has given unto his people. Continue to say in the verse 6 that you made him ruler over the works of your hands. God made you and I the ruler over the works of his hand, and you put everything under his feet all flocks and, and hares, and the beaks of the field, the bags of the air, and the fish of the sea. All that swimmed. All that swim the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Very great God, honoring his people. that God has made us the ruler over the work of his hand all the work of god's hand god has made you and i the ruler we are the ruler that's why when he created man he said have dominion and subdue the end have dominion over the things that have created and subdue the end take charge so god in his greatness god in his faithfulness God in his love made us rulers over the work of his hand and has put everything under our feet everything created by God everything created by the I am that I am God has put 
put it under our feet. We are the boss. What a loving God. What a kind God. So David said, Who? What is man that you are so thoughtful of him? So God was so, from the beginning, God is thoughtful of man. That after creating everything, he handed everything unto man. So the name that was given to the creations under the hand of God by man, those names remain up until now and it's going to be forever. He has made us and has put us in charge and everything under our feet, the flocks and the heads, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fishes in the sea, and all that swim in the sea. God has put everything under our feet. Oh Lord, how majestic is your name. Oh Lord, how great is your name. Oh Lord, how wonderful is your name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Awesome God. He's so thoughtful of us. He's so mindful of us. So he will never leave us for us to be put to shame. I said, God will never leave you for you to be put to shame. He called us to glorify and to honor us. He called us to embarrass us. He katayada. The verse number five says, You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. So God called us to glorify us and to honor us. So we are glorified and we are honored by God. Yeshua, 
Hello, so precious one. I welcome you all today to our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. How are you doing all? I believe you are doing well. Bridget, how are you doing? God bless you. Pastor Andrea, how are you doing? I believe you are doing well. Today, we, have, we are not able to, to chat, but I believe uh, you are doing well and you are getting better and stronger. Getting better and stronger. God bless you, Pastor Andre. Pastor Andre Jackson. God bless you so much, you man of God. And I pray that may the good Lord continue to strengthen you. May God continue to empower you and heal you completely. May God take away every pain and may you be relieved by the Spirit of God 
In the mighty name of Jesus, God bless you. Pastor Andrea, by the grace of God, I'm also doing well. My family is doing well. I'm so grateful for your love and your prayers. So God bless you all. God bless you all. God bless you all. So we thank God for today. And we appreciate God for our life. For this Tuesday edition on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. I'm so grateful to God for this opportunity to be here once again. To share the word of God with God's people and pray with you together. Let's give God all the praise. Let's give God all the glory. Let's give God all the adoration that he has given us this opportunity to come before him, to come before his presence. Let's love him. Let's adore him. Let's give him all the glory and all the honor. So Lord, we thank you today. So Lord, we appreciate you. So Lord, we give you glory. We exalt your name. We magnify your name. And we say you are the Lord of Lords. You are all. You are our, you are our all. Without you, we have no other God. We have no strength. We have no life. We have nothing to offer. And we have nothing to show off without you. We thank you. We appreciate you for bringing us together once again on our prayer line. Beloved, there is the hour of Gethsemane. And the hour of Gethsemane is the hour of prayer. So today, as I said yesterday, today, I'm going to, we are going to look at a sub-team under the theme of the month, or the theme for the month, our month of open heaven. And yesterday I said, today we are going to look at the keys to open heaven. The keys to open heaven. Previously, we've been looking at the benefits of open heaven. So I decided to leave this for the last hour to share this with you today and tomorrow. And then on Thursday, I'm going to pray for everybody on before we enter into a new month. Before we enter into the second half of the year. So I appreciate you all. I love you all and Jesus loves you more. So let's uh, get some time and go into the word of God and study. Let's learn. Learning and studying God's word. Very important. Very key. Builds our faith. Strengthens us. Gives us knowledge. Gives us wisdom. Gives us understanding and more insight. It gives us illumination in the word of God. So I appreciate you and I welcome you all once again. God bless you. God is here.
of open heavens. Our month of open heaven. And we say that our Lord God is indeed mighty, is indeed a great God, is indeed a wonderful God to deliver us, to save us, and then to bless us. And when God decides to remember you, when God decides to save you, when God decides to bless you, everything will begin to move on the right direction. So we say that this are seasoned of open heavens. God is pouring out his rain from the heavens. God is pouring out his blessings. God is watering the dry grounds, the dry lands for his people. God is opening opportunity. God is opening doors unto his people. And I say when we talk about Open heaven. In this season, you are going to receive a total restoration of souls and destiny. Total restoration in your marriages, in your jobs, in your career, miraculous healing from all sickness and diseases. Financial turnaround and breakthroughs. Business and career breakthroughs. Ministerial breakthroughs. The oil of divine favor and grace are pouring, outpouring in the life of his people. And for this to happen, we also have a role to play. God blesses. But at a certain point in time, God does not start blessing until or unless we do something. And that is what we are going to look at today. So God expects us for the heavens to open for, for you and I not to sit idle and wait for the heavens to open. But God expects something from us. There are levels, there are different kinds and forms of blessing. But for the heavens to open, for the range of heavens to pour forth on dry grounds, dry lungs, on broken marriages, on sicknesses, there's a level of commitment that God is expecting from his people. And today and tomorrow, that is exactly what we are going to do. So today we are looking at the keys, the keys to open heaven, the keys to open heaven, our month of open heaven. So for us to enter into a room, even of our own house, 
we need a key. Not only a key, but the right key in order to open that door. For instance, you are going yesterday, I think three days yesterday I made an example. For instance, you are going out to work or to market or to wherever and you lock your door with your key in your back. And unfortunately, upon return, you misplace the key. Or your key is swapped with a different key. It will be difficult for you to be able to open your own house or your own room and enter because you are not either holding a key or holding the right key. But with the right key, you go straight to your door, insert or place or put the key into and open the door and enter your room. So for every door to open, it needs a key. And every door has a lock. Every door has a lock. And every lock has its own keys. Every lock or locker has its own keys. So until you have access to the right keys to that lock, it becomes difficult for you to open the lock and enter. And pick what belongs to you. So every child of God, you need a key. When it comes to marriage, you need a marital key. When it comes to ministry, you need a ministerial key. When it comes to business, you need a business key. When it comes to traveling, when it comes to financial breakthrough, turn around, you need a key. And with that key, you'll be able to enter everywhere. You'll be able to enter every door and go in there and possess your possession. So today, we are looking at keys to open heavens. The keys to open your heaven. That is what we're going to do today and God willing, tomorrow. You are welcome, sister patient. God bless you. How are you doing? God bless you, my dear. You joining our prayer line today at the hour of Gethsemane.
we are looking at the first point or the first key to open heaven. I said for the heavens to open for the child of God, you need a key. Not only a key, but you need the right key to open that lock. You need the right key to open the heavens and assess your breakthrough. And assess your blessing, assess your healing, assess your turnaround. And the first key to open a heaven, the first key to open heaven is love. If you want to open the heavens, walk in love. Walk what? In love. The first key to open heaven is to walk in love. Ha ikadabo shabadada rantebedegedebo shot. Christians, a lot of children of God are praying for divine breakthrough. We are praying for turnaround, financial breakthrough. We are praying for miracles. We are praying for signs and wonders. But we are lacking some keys to open those doors. And the first key to open heaven is to walk in love. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave for God so loved the world that he gave. And anytime you love, you give and you forgive. Is somebody here with me? Anytime you walk in love, you give and you forgive. So God gave his only son and through his only son, he forgave our sin. And he gave us a command. That's what I want us to look at today. When he given us and forgiving us, then he gave us a command. It is a command. In Mark chapter 12, verse 31. God said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And there is no other commandment greater than this. There's no other commandment. There's no other commandment that is greater than this. So if you want to open heaven, you need to walk in love. My God, Ikadaba. by going a little back to the Mark chapter 12. Let me read from verse 28 before I come back to the 31 and 32 and then the 33. Let me just read it. It is even self-explanatory that if you want that ministerial breakthrough, if I I pray for that marital breakthrough, that job opportunity, that career opportunity, 
you need to walk in love. So Mark chapter 12, Mark chapter 12, verse 28, the Bible said, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer. He asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. The Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Verse 31. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is no command. There is no commandment greater than this. There is no commandment greater than this. Well said, teacher. The man replied, you are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifice. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dare ask him any more questions. This was where the people came. One of the teachers came to Jesus that among the command, which of them is the greatest? And Jesus said, hear me, O Israel. Hear me and hear me clearly. That the Lord our God, he is one. The Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love God. Walk in love. Love God with all your heart. With all your mind. And with all your strength. If you want the heavens to open unto you, walk in love. Love God. Love the things of God. With all your mind, with your emotions, with your feelings, with your desire, with your strength. Love God. And you see, when you love God, all the other points that I'll be added becomes automatic. It comes just like that. Because of your love for God. And number two. Number two. The Bible said. Love your neighbor. He said. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And it continued to say that. 
There is no commandment greater than this. There is no other commandment greater than loving God with your mind, with your strength, and with your heart. And then loving your neighbor as yourself. If you want the heavens to open for you, if you want to see the glory of God, if you want to see the hand of God, if you want to see the power of God, if you want to see the manifestation of God's power and presence in your life, love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Do not allow strife and bitterness into your relationship with your Christian brother and your Christian sister. Strife and bitterness, unnecessary envy. Don't allow it at all into your life. Because in the book of Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5, I believe from 23 and 24, verse 23, 24, the Bible says, even if you are going to the altar to offer a sacrifice, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and go thy way, first be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. If you are bringing a gift to the altar and you remember that you have a quarrel or a misunderstanding or a strife between you and your God, between you and your God, between you and your brother, between you and your sister, Place the gift. Go and reconcile with your brother. Reconcile with God. Reconcile with your sister. Before you come back and offer that unto God. So this verse implies that. God will not accept your offering. If you have a strip with a brother or a sister in the Lord. So if you want God to accept you. If you want God to open the heavens, love your brother, love your neighbor as yourself. What you think that if, if it is done unto you, you will not accept, you will not be happy. Don't allow anybody. Something that you think somebody does for you will not be happy. Don't do it. Sorry, don't do it unto other people. If you think that If your skin or your body, if your body is cut with a knife or a blade and it hurts, and for that you don't want that to happen, say, don't do unto a brother or a sister. Because we are warned. For the scripture said, this command, there is no other command that greater than this to love your neighbor as yourself. To love your sister. 
Even if the person has done something mischievous, trying to tarnish your image, you need the heart to forgive. To forgive is divine. You need a heart to forgive. When you hold people in your heart, it becomes difficult for the heavens to open for you. Yes. When you are a person that cannot easily forgive, it becomes difficult for the heavens to open unto you. So if you want the heavens to open, you need to forgive. Yes, somebody has done something so hurting. It has really touched your soul. But forgive. Because our Lord Jesus Christ forgave us. And that is the reason why you and I, we are here today. Forgive somebody. Yes, your toe has been stepped. But forgive. And forget. Sometimes you might not be able to forget. But forgive. In your heart, God knows that you are forgiving the person. So the first key, if you want the heavens to open, Jesus said, no commandment is more important than to walk in love. So the first point or the first key to open heaven is to walk in love. God bless you. your brother is in need, your sister is in need, you give. You sacrifice. If you love, you sacrifice. You sacrifice for a brother, you sacrifice for a sister. For God gave his son to be sacrificed. And through that, we have been forgiven. So we should love and forgive one another. Yes. I am a human being. I can step on your toe. You are a human being. You can step on my toe. But remember. That to forgive. Is divine. It's of God. It is a command. That we forgive each other. And love one another. For God first forgave us. So if you cannot forgive a brother. 
if you cannot forgive a sister, how, how, how would you expect God to forgive you if you fall short? Do you think God can forgive you? God cannot forgive you if you cannot forgive. So the first point or the first key to open heaven is to walk in love. And to walk in love means to give and to forgive. When you give, you sacrifice. When you give, you sacrifice. And forgiving, you sacrifice as well. God bless you. Let's move on to the second point or the second key to open heaven. Sister Abena Kunedu, you are also welcome. Sister, uh, my dear sister, fire prayer. Lydia, Lydia Ayesu, you are welcome. God bless you. You are also welcome. My dear sister, Rutba. Rutba, how are you doing? You are also welcome. God bless you. I welcome you all. We are looking at the keys to open heaven. If you want to open heaven, want to open your financial breakthrough, your marital breakthrough, if you want to open your career breakthrough, if you want to open your healing breakthrough, there are keys. And with those keys, you will be able to open what? The heavens. You will be able, you'll be able to open those doors. Without that right key, it will become very difficult for you to open that door. Very difficult for you to open that door. And I said the first key is to walk in love. Number two, the second thing that I want us to look at, the second keys to open heaven is to operate in faith. The second key to open heaven is to operate in faith. You see, in this month of open heaven, we have prayed, we studied God's word, but with that faith, it will become very difficult for you to operate. It will become very difficult for you to assess what is inside that room. What God has prepared. It will become very difficult for you to operate and take possession of what belongs to you. So the second key to open the heavens and assess your divine breakthrough and assess your healing is to operate in faith. For the Bible says, without faith, no man can please God. 
And the scripture says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. If by sight, if you look at the situation, you think that it is impossible. You will say that it is impossible because looking at the situation, there is no way something can be done. Looking at the doctor's report, you will think and believe that that is the end of your life. But a man and a woman that operate in faith only believes in the report of God. You only believe in the report of God. You believe in what God has said about your life. Let men neglect you. Let men forsake you. Let men abandon you. But you believe and have faith that with God, you are more than a conqueror. So the second key to open heaven is to operate in faith. And you can't please God if you don't have faith. And faith is of what? Of God. For the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the author and the perfecter of our faith. He is the author and what? The perfecter of our faith. So if you want to open, if you want a visa, a visa to enter heaven, that visa is faith. Look no further if you want a visa. Let's take Africa as an example. In Ghana, you want to travel to Europe or you want to travel to Asia or what? Or the other continent. You need a passport with your passport. You need a visa to be able to travel to where whatever destination that you intended going. Without that visa, you cannot enter there. You can't enter. You can't be in Ghana and enter Europe or America without a visa. It is impossible. So for the child of God to enter heaven, And pick what belongs to you. You need faith as a currency. You need faith as a visa. Faith as a currency and faith as a visa. To enter, to open what? The heavens. Our month of open heaven. I said the second key to open heaven is what? Faith. If you don't have faith, as a child of God, you cannot receive anything void. I will come here and pray for you. I can operate in that highest level of anointing. But if you don't believe the level of anointing upon the head of the man of God, if you don't exercise faith after praying for you, you will think that the working the God that works miracle is far from you. But the God that works miracle is very close to you. So the Bible says in the scripture that, that, that the woman with the issue of blood for two years, when the woman heard about Jesus, when the woman heard that Jesus is passing by and the crowd were following Jesus, all her intention 
was not to catch the attention of Jesus, but rather to touch the garment of Jesus. She believed, she had faith that if she is able to reach the garment of Jesus Christ, she will be healed. And when the woman touched forward and touched the garment of Jesus, the Bible says, and virtue left him, something left Jesus. The woman was operating in the highest level of faith, believing that if I touch Jesus, you know, at a certain point in time, you only need a faith that if I enter the platform, today, all my problem is solved. And surely I tell you that that particular day before we close, I might not even mention your name and pray for you. But because of the level of faith that you carried and entered the platform, you are going out there with the problem solved. You are going out there relieved. You are going out there healed. You are going there. You are going out there with joy and with praise. You can never share a testimony without faith. Write it down. That you cannot share a testimony without faith. To a lot of people that share testimony are people, people with faith, people with great faith. In as much as we have level of faith, I've thought faith last year. The Bible said, if your faith is as small as a master seed, just small faith, you need just a small level of faith. You need just to operate even though, as I said earlier, there are levels of faith. But you just need a small amount of faith to believe. Faith, faith is what? The substance. The substance. The evidence of things hoped for. The substance. You hope for. You have not seen the healing, but you said, today before this session come to a close, I am healed. Huh? I have not prayed for you, but you said, today, whether he pray for me or not, I am healed. My problem is solved. So the substance of things hoped for, you have not seen it, but you believe that it do exist. You have not seen the healing, but you believe that you are healed. So the woman, even before she touched Jesus, she saw healing. So when she touched the hem of Jesus, when she touched the garment of Jesus, immediately the woman was healed. So Jesus said, somebody has touched me. Because virtue has left me. Because something has come out of me. Something has left me. She said, me being free. Virtue left Jesus. And he said, somebody, someone has touched me. And the woman came that I'm the one who touched you. And Jesus said, your faith has made the heed. I have not seen this kind and level of faith. So the second key to open heaven is to operate in faith. Is to what? Operate in faith. The Bible says, now faith is the substance. Faith is what? The raw material of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. 
the evidence of things not seen. Sister, you have not seen the healing. Sister, you have not gone to the hospital. Sister, you have not gone for that interview. Brother, that interview, you have not gone there, but with your faith, you have already confessed that I am already listed, that already I've gotten my appointment. You have not met the doctor, but you said already I am healed, I am touched, I am free. The next day, you don't know what you are going to eat, but you know that the next day God has provided. Not that God is going to provide, but God has provided. So you enter the next day and you see a miracle. And say, hey, what a wonderful God. What an awesome God. What a great God. So you see, the problem of the church today is not because the church is not powerful. It's not because the men of God are not powerful. But it's because we lack faith. It's because we don't understand the levels of faith. So sometimes we can be in the church for a long time and we don't experience the miracle. And somebody comes the next day, the person is testifying. The next day, the person has experienced a miracle. Do you know why? The person came with full expectation with that kind, with that level of faith. That as I enter, that as I come here, I am not living the same. I am not living until I, I am not living until that level of what faith. And in Matthew chapter nine, verse twenty-nine. According to your faith and trust and resilience and your reliance on the power invested in you, there is a level of anointing, there is a level of power invested in you. And with that level of faith, it is done. It is what? It is what? It is done. The problem is what? It's solved. It is what? It is done. It has done it. You speak to the situation that I am healed. I've gotten the job. My financial status has changed. To begin to confess that is faith. Begin to positively confess into your life. Sometimes we speak out of mediocrity. We speak as if we are poor people. Do you remember the scripture I read? Those of you who came earlier, I read some some servant. The Bible said, "And God." Trusted everything that he has created under the feet of man and made him a ruler of all. God made you a ruler of all. 
So how can we see ourselves as a non-entity? Some of us we classify ourselves to be poor. I will classify ourselves to be nothing. Because a nipa emu nipa mfawo nyeshinti. Ushe unhubu wa brabose. Wakramu. Eye denkra na ube yase. Never. Don't say that about your life. You are mightier and greater than what you think. So operate in that level of faith. In the book of Hebrews. In the book of Hebrews. Let me just read the same Hebrews chapter 11. I think let me take it. From verse 29. The Bible said, By faith, by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on the dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drawn. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. Are you here with me? By faith, the people of Israel, they saw the Red Sea parted, divided into two. If it were to you, will you pass through? You will think that you will think that if I enter and it comes back, am I not going to die? So I'm not entering. So the people of Israel they entered the Red Sea when it parted into two by faith. With faith, you are saying that I am going there, I am entering there. So the people of Israel with faith they entered the Red Sea. They say, if we perish, we perish. If we die, we die. So my sister, Esther said, we are going to fast and pray. And I will go to the king. I will go and see the king. If I perish, I perish. If I die, I die. A level of it. So the people of Israel, through faith, they pass through the Red Sea. And they cross the Red Sea. And the enemy were drowned. By faith, Vatati, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. Seven days they were marching around the walls of Jericho. One of the strongest walls, one of the tallest, one of the powerful walls. By faith, the wall collapsed. I pray that with your faith, any walls of Jericho. May that wall collapse in the name of Jesus. May every wall of Jericho collapse in your life. With your faith, any wall of Jericho, pro, pro, uh, what we call preventing you from your breakthrough, preventing you from your miracle, preventing you from, 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 from your transformation. By the power of God, I command that wall of Jericho to collapse in the name of Jesus. I command any wall of Jericho, a guarantee Because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those 
who were disobedient by faith. Rahab, this woman's name wouldn't have been in the Bible. She was a prostitute. But when a spy was sent and the people gathered, they wanted to rape the spy. They wanted to kill them. This woman was a prostitute. But he saw that those people are not ordinary people. They were people of God. So he, she hired them. She made them to go through the roof and pass another gate and left the city. And the Bible said because of that, when God went to destroy the city, Rahab, her life was saved. Verse 32. And what more shall I say about faith? I do not have time to tell about Gideon. About what Gideon? About Barak? About Samson? About Jephthah? About David? About Samuel? And the prophet? Who through faith conquered kingdoms? Who are through faith conquered kingdoms? Administered justice? And gained what was promised. Who shut the mouth of lions. Quenched the fairy of the flames. And escaped the edge of the sword. Whose weakness was turned to strength. And who became powerful in battle. And rooted foreign Amis, my God, Ikata Bali Ganti Bili Granta Balada. I love reading Hebrews chapter 11. I just love Hebrews chapter 11. Whenever I am talking about faith and I don't read Hebrews chapter 11, I have not preached or teached. Seriously. The Bible says, And what more shall I say? I do not have time to talk about Gideon, the faith of Gideon, about the faith of Jephthah, Samuel, David, and the prophet. And who through faith, and I like this, who through faith conquered kingdoms. If you want the heavens opened for you to conquer kingdoms, conquer what kingdoms and administer justice. And gain the promises of God, you need faith. Who through our faith? It was through faith they conquered kingdoms. They administered justice. Mind you that Samuel was a judge. They administered justice because of what faith. And they shut the mouth of lions, I pray. That by the power of the Holy Ghost, any kingdom fighting against you, I pray that by the power of God, any man of lions, my God, that has been opened against you, any man of lions opened against your health, any man of lions opened against your ministry, any man of lions opened against your, your health, I pray that by the power of God, may the man of lions be shut through your faith and with your faith, may the man of lions be shut in the name of Jesus, through your faith and with your faith. From today, you are conquering kingdoms, my God. You are conquering territories. In the name of Jesus, you are taking over 
over your marriage. You are taking over your business. You are taking over your financial breakthrough. You are taking over your restoration. You are taking over tra- your transformation by the power of God. By faith, they conquered kingdoms. They administered justice and shut the mouth of lions. Example was what? Samson. Samson shut the mouth of a lion. This one was a physical lion. So Samson attacked the lion, took hold of the lion, and break the jaws of the lion, and killed the lion. By faith. It was by faith. And the verse 34 says that by faith they quench the fairy of the flames. They quench fires. What fire is going on in your life? With your faith. So we need Sa e jane e be du me si e jane e kosu wa gusu yelimono e jana e kosu wa wari yelimono e jana e kosu e so e wo jimabu hono my god sa wudi wu jinyini bewra di mwa my god sa e jane e be du my god whatever fire going on in your ministry whatever fire going on whatever fairy finance my god e konti bili kataya in your marriage in your finances by faith I come Command those very phalanx to be quenched. I command those fire to be quenched by the power of God. By faith, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The Bible said they were walking in the very phalanx, but they were not bent. They were not bent, even though they were walking in the. In fact, they were entrapped. They were entrapped in fire. But the very phalanx could not touch them. So the Bible said, through faith, they quench the fairy of the flames and escape the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength. If you have faith, even your weakness becomes your strength. With your faith, you will think that I am weak in this. I am weak in that. But the Bible says that. Let the weak say what? Let the weak say what? We are strong. Let the weak say that they are strong. Let the weak say they are mightier. Let the weak say they are powerful. Say, by faith, their weakness tend to what? To their strength. By faith, they escape the edge of the sword. Example was what David. David escaped the edge of the sword. Many times, from Saul, he tried to kill David. But David escaped the sword, the edge of the sword. I pray that any edge of the sword attacking you or against you, a pia pia, sicker pia, giant pia, like two in the tower, the bomb pima will yes, you didn't say, I don't for bay for a down for a bay dom yaka, pretty pia, so yet yawa, the Muslim walk, a study tail with you, Missing with Gibian and my God, a giant water encounter, a tuna water encounter, sicker will bridge an encounter, a something to me be edited. There is a power, there is a might of God through faith. So the edge, you were escaping the edge of the sword. I say you were escaping the edge of the sword by the power of the Holy Ghost. Through faith, they escaped the edge of the sword. And through faith, they became powerful in battle and rooted foreign armies. 
through faith, they became what powerful in battle. You see, if you want to be powerful spiritually, you need faith. If you don't have faith, you can pray, you can do everything. And when a little storm, when a little problem comes, you will fall down and you will not be able to rise again. A little issue comes, you will give up if you don't have faith in God. You think that God is not there. You think that God has forsaken you. You think that God has abandoned you. But our Lord will never leave you and he will never forsake you. The second key to open heaven is to operate in faith. If you want a key to open the heaven and assess your blessing, and assess your favor and your honor, you need to operate in faith. Sister, act in faith. Whatever step you are taking, take the step in faith. Whatever decision you are making, make the decision in faith. Move in faith, act in faith, and you will see your healing. You will experience that miracle. That thing that you have been praying for for years now. God is expecting a small level of faith, a little amount of faith. By faith, they overthrew kingdoms. By little amount of faith, every kingdom fighting against you. Is overthrown by the power of God. Somebody type a big amen. God bless you. The third key to open heaven is to cast down unbelief. Cast down unbelief. The third key to open heaven is to cast, cast, C A S T, cast down unbelief. To delete unbelief, to throw away unbelief, to abort unbelief from your life. So the third key to open heaven is to cast down unbelief. Hallelujah. A lot of Christians today, our problem is what unbelief. We don't believe. When he come and the man of God say, "Go, you are healed," and you don't believe, and you don't believe when. There is a direction, and you don't believe what you have done. There is no way. There is no way. And you see, faith and belief, it goes hand in hand. Faith and belief, it goes hand in hand. If you cast down unbelief, you will open the heavens. If you cast down unbelief, you will experience that miracle, that touch of God, that blessed believe. Say, believe me and believe my prophet. So when the man of God says something, he says, what this man of God is saying, it's like, mm, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even believe it will work. I don't believe it will work. In fact, this step I'm taking, I don't even believe it will be successful. So you don't even believe in your own self. 
You are welcome, Mami Eva. Mami Eva, how are you doing? Madam Eva, God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. Madam Eva, very God bless you. Madam Eva. So the third key to open heaven, I said what? Cast down unbelief. If you are in unbelief, or if you you are always that person that doubt, believe unbelief and doubt is the same. You always doubt. You doubt the move of God. You doubt the direction of God. You doubt the things of God. It will become very difficult for you to see. It will become very difficult for you to see the glory of God. If you are that person like Thomas, doubting what Thomas, he doubts everything, he questions everything. There are some Christians they question everything. You cannot experience a miracle. Your heaven cannot open. If you are that person who always doubt, full of unbelief, to cast down unbelief if you want to open the heavens. Casting down what unbelief. So, if you are in unbelief, you are not operating in faith. That's what I said. Belief and faith goes hand in hand. And unbelief is just like the opposite of faith. Yes. Operating in unbelief means that you don't have any faith at all. Or doubting or always doubting things mean that you don't have faith. You cannot experience anything for it. There is no way you can experience a miracle. If you are that person who keep doubting things, unbelief. I want you to get that unbelief will keep you from receiving God's promise and blessings. Unbelief will keep you. Unbelief will all unbelief and doubt will keep you from believing or from, 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 from receiving something void. Receiving the promise of God. There is a promise of God. And for you to receive that promise of God, you need to believe and operate in that level of faith. You need to cast down unbelief to receive the promises of God. So we see that they were not able to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere to and trust and also rely on God. Unbelief has shut out a lot of doors. A lot of people are not able to enter into the rest of God because of their own belief. And let me read it from the scripture for you to know that it's not something that I am just quoting or saying unto you. Hebrews 
chapter 3, the verse 19. The Bible said, So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. So let me go up and read from verse 16. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Where were they not all those Moses led out of Egypt? And, and with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was he not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the desert? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? So we see that, verse 19. So we see that they were not able to enter because of their unbelief. These were the people of Israel. For 40 years, they were wallowing in the desert. Unbelief, frustrating themselves. Today, let's go back to Egypt. Tomorrow, let's make another God for ourselves. And God said, with this, your unbelief, you will see, but your leg will not enter the promised land. Even Moses, who was even the leader, when he became angry, God told him that you will see the promised land, but you will not enter there. The same other people that did not believe. So, with the 40 years, they wasted their lives. They could not enter the rest of God. So, if you want to enter into the promised land, if you want to enter into the glory of God, if you want to enter into your healing, if you want to enter into your miracle, if you want to enter into your breakthrough, if you want to enter into your turnaround, if you want to enter into your restoration, if you want to enter into your transformation, you need to cast down unbelief. And you need to start believing and having faith in God. So number three, I said, cast down unbelief. For the heavens to open for you to enter. So these people could not enter the promised land because of their unbelief, their doubting. Um, they, were, they were always doubting Moses, doubting Joshua and the leaders. Whatever they say, they oppose them and attack them. So if you want the keys to open the heavens, you need to cast down unbelief. Number three. I just want to add the fourth point for today. I'm going to finish the keys to open heaven tomorrow. And on Thursday, that is the last day in the month, I'm going to give time to everybody and pray for you. If you have time, you'll call in and I'll pray for everybody and usher you into the second half of the year. The new month of July. So let me add the last point for today. 
and they will finish it up, God willing, tomorrow. God bless you all. people cannot talk about it again because church members christians don't want to hear it but i thank god i have a family who loves the word of god and that is you and i always tell you the truth and the bible says and the truth will set you and i free the fourth point to open heaven is to keep sin out of your life the fourth key to open, if you want to open heaven, if you want to enter heaven, mind you, the Bible says God is holy. So the kingdom of heaven is holy. So if you need a key to enter heaven, you need to keep sin out of your life. The fourth key to enter heaven is to keep sin out of your life. The Bible says, for God hates sin. God does not hate the sinner. God does not hate the sinner, but God hates sin. The Bible says that for all have sinned and fall short in the glory of God. And if anyone says that he has not sinned, he's a liar and making the word of God untrue. Me being a man of God teaching or preaching to, to you today does not mean that I am sinless. I am the most holiest people here. No. All of us have a seed of sin. And for us to enter into the kingdom of God, God expects us to uproot that seed. 
God expects us to live a life worthy of the kingdom of heaven. You can't take blood stained in your hands and enter into the kingdom of God and take what belongs to you. Yes. If you choose to give sin a place in your life, you will bring a curse upon your life. The sin becomes a stumbling block. The sin becomes a predicament. The sin becomes a hurdle. The sin prevents you from entering the kingdom of God. Because God is holy and God expects people with clean hands. In law, there is a saying that whoever goes to equity must go with what clean hands. So, if you want equity, if you want free and fair, you have to be free and fair. you have to be what you need to have a clean hands. You have a problem and you are looking for justice. And your hands are not cleaned. It wouldn't be possible. But however. When you choose to keep sin out of your life. And obey God. You place yourself. In a position to experience all his blessing. And all his promises. If you choose to keep sin out of your life and obey God, obey the command of God and walk in the ways of God, you place yourself in a position to experience all the blessings and the promises of God. In your hands is the key to open the heavens. In your hands is what? The key to open what? The heavens. And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To obey and to do all his commands. Which I commanded thee today. That the Lord thy God will send thee. On high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 and verse 2. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands. I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on earth. If we will be obedient to the command of God and walk in the righteousness of God, the Lord will set us above all the nations on this earth. God will give you every 
decree that you want. You see, when the righteous pray, when the righteous pray, always, when the righteous one pray, the heaven is always busy to work. I say what? When the righteous pray, the heaven is always busy to work. So the Deuteronomy says that if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his command, he will place you above. If you want to be above and not beneath, carefully obey God. And the verse 22 says that all this blessing will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. Ah, my God, I pray that may the fruit of your womb be blessed. I said, may your children be blessed. May anything you touch with your hand be blessed. Because you have kept sin out of your life. May the fruit of your womb be blessed. May your ministry be blessed. May your career be blessed. In your finances, may you be blessed. In everything that you do, may you be blessed. In the mighty name of Jesus. The fruit of Verse 4, Deuteronomy 28, verse 4. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. And the crops of your land. And the young of your livestock. The calf of your heads. And the lamp of your flocks. Your basket and your needing food will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in. And bless when you go out. Oh, somebody, are you here? This is the blessings of God. He said, you're going in and you're coming out. It's blessed. He said, you will be blessed when you come in and bless when you go out. The Lord will grant that, the Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come out. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you seven times that is what when you decided to keep sin out of your life look at the blessings look at the blessing that god is going to bless you but when we keep on wallowing in sin have a strife between our friend, just as I said earlier, love, we don't love, we hate, quarreled, unforgiving spirit. This blessing, we miss this blessing. But if we forgive, if we love, if we put away sin, away from our life, these blessings shall follow us. He said, even our enemy, when they rise up against us, they will be defeated. They will come at you one time from one direction. And the Bible said they will flee from you seven times. Seven directions will they flee. The Lord will send a blessing on your bounds and on everything you put your hand to. Everything that you tie with your hands will be blessed. The Lord your God will bless you in the land He's giving you. Verse 9. That's the last one I read. 
the Lord will establish you as his holy place. As he promised you on the oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. If we keep the command of God and walk in the ways of God. These are the blessings that God has deposited. So if you want a key to open the heavens and take these blessings. Today, our, first, our fourth key is to, to keep sin out of our life. And walk in the righteousness of God. So Paul says, let's do our best to live in harmony with everybody. Let's do our best to walk in righteousness. Yes, along the line, some things might happen. But that does not mean that we should fall and continue sinning. Because Paul said that because of the grace, should I continue to sin? He said, no. Yes, the grace is available. That wherever we are falling short, when you call on God, he will forgive us. So maybe you are falling short some places. Call on God today. Say, God forgive me. And the Bible says he's a faithful and a just God to forgive us and clean us from all unrighteousness and makes us holy and pure. Holy and what? And pure. And that is where we receive the key to open the heavens, to assess our blessings, to assess our glory, our honor, our promotion, our healing, and all that God has prepared for you and I. God bless you. This will be the last point for today. I'll continue God willing tomorrow and on Friday, I pray with you. for joining us today the time for our first session is up but i want to come back and use 20 minutes to pray for you i want to pray for you 20 minutes and we'll close and come back god willing tomorrow 
I'm so honored. I'm so blessed having you today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. God bless you. Remain with us and favored. Let's come back and let me pray for you within 20 minutes and then we'll close and come back. God willing tomorrow. God bless you all. Shalom. Peace.